perfect sponsor Who's that? for us. Woo! The beautiful people at Manscaped and Thirst World Problems have joined together. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Love it. Love it. Love it, too. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. We have a lot of followers, and, you know, hygiene is very important to you guys. Very important. For over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping. Worldwide so, shipping. Worldwide shipping. Thank you for correcting me. You actually don't me. see that too often. You don't. So you could be in Japan, you could be in New Zealand, U.S. Virgin Islands. Where else can you go? Africa. Africa. Aust- Australia. We got a lot of listeners in Australia. Tons. You could be in the U.K. as well, right? So that is 20% off and free shipping worldwide using the code ThirstWorldProblems. BF, my math is correct. That's about 8 million balls. It's a lot of balls, man. I don't like to think of it that way. I won't lie. But let's just say there's a lot of hair. Hair everywhere. And I don't care. Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. Everyone, thank you for listening to another amazing episode of Thirst World Problems. We have a very, very special guest today. Uh, this special guest is um, is going to educate us when it comes to this whole distillery. We ha- we've had a few guests, but I feel like you know Jessica is going to tell us the story, and uh, and and we're going to be mind blasted out of it today. I'm ready for this. I'm putting a lot of pressure on Jessica today. Just right off the bat, we're going to put a lot of pressure on you. Oh no, my goodness. Um, we have Jessica Chester here. Uh, Jessica, thank you for uh, jumping on the episode here. Um, if you want to maybe just explain yourself, what you do, uh, the distillery, and, uh, you know, so forth. And then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Great. Uh, great to have, uh, for you guys to have me on. Um, I'm the co-founder Ooh. of Laneway Distillers. We at the moment are, and this could change. Someone could say, nope, there's another distillery out there. But at the moment, we're the only all-female funded, owned, and led distillery in Canada. Um, we have uh, three gins and a vodka, um, all award-winning. Um, and we are selling currently in Ontario and looking to sell across Canada as we expand as a pretty new brand. We launched in the middle of COVID. That was a hair ride. That was scary, but we're, we're getting through on the other what, side. What were, what were some scary so, things so with that? Me, uh, like with the COVID, um, the whole COVID thing? Uh, well, we, as a brand, we had, I don't know if you know this word. It's been overused quite a lot. Pivot very quickly. Um, and it's really hard to sell a product that you've been developing and working on for more than a couple of years and you're so passionate about it and you can't meet people. Mm-hmm. So imagine you have this amazing product. You can't do tastings and you can't meet people. You For a while, you couldn't go into the LCBO. So everything was totally locked down. And it was, um, yeah, it was really quite something, a very different way of doing business. Um, I think there were some real positives in it. And then I think there were some massive negatives that, you know, with COVID, it changed everything. 
I don't, and I don't think we'll go back. Um, hopefully, we'll take the best and move forward. When when you mentioned that you guys started it during COVID, was it more of just like a, you know, we we got to do something during this whole kind of dead period, or is it more of no? We you know, have, I think this is a perfect opportunity. No, we were uh, all set to actually go to China. Um, we were showing at the Shanghai Super Food and Wine oh, wow. Show and meeting with distributors in Hong Kong. And on the 13th of March, it all changed as our prime minister stood on his front lawn and said he was now <laughs> self-isolating, which I think was the first time I'd ever heard that word, self-isolating. I was like, what the heck is this? Well, okay, here we go. On to this ride. Um I can tell you I know exactly where I was. I was in the car listening to the press conference on our way to um, Montebello, actually, for our first trip as a family for some time. And we had to contemplate, are we going? Are we turning around? What, what's going on? Like there was a lot of up in the air and we were driving there to see my godparents who didn't actually in the end even get out of the car due to their age and everything. And um, we it was very much through the windows of waving at one another before they moved. Actually, they were getting ready to move to BC. So it's kind of our last time to see them. And then it all happened. And on the way back from that drive, I remember thinking, hang on, they just shut up, shut down the airlines. But we've got flights booked. We've got hotels booked. I've got appointments booked. I've got meetings yeah. booked. And you were just like, uh, wait one minute. Hang on. Where, where are we going to go? And that, that was, I think I'm one of hundreds of thousands of people in Canada, let alone the world, who must have been thinking that as, you know, small business owners, it changed everything. It was, it was full on, but we made it. We're getting, we're getting there. What doesn't, Kill you makes you strong. Also, another thing, <laughs> yeah. Also, another thing with that, I, I don't know. You know, you tell us is um, brand image because just being still a new brand, if you're doing certain things during COVID, like you know, you know, obviously there's been brands that have still been, you know, will still do this, or you know, um, or there might be brands that are being, you know, too safe. So maybe they, maybe not too safe. That's not the word, but like too many restrictions or not enough restrictions and you kind of have to be in that middle or else you might get boxed into kind of everything's so politicized now to, right so you have to move quickly yeah and i mean we're selling alcohol and i i'm very My, proud of what we sell i have no conscience on that people have always are you know that's another angle people always take but for me i we sell an amazing product and it's the best of Canada for us. That's what we tried to do. And we think we've achieved it. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I love Canada. I'm half Canadian. My mother was from Montreal. You know, I moved here with my family in 2014 and I would never go back. I'm like, I'm, I'm one of those crazy people that loves the Gardner Expressway. <laughs> Cause I think it's one of the most amazing views because you've got the lake and then you've got Toronto City, and then you've got this highway built up around the condos going through the center of what is now, I think, the fourth largest city in North America. And it's kind of cool. I, I didn't grow up. I grew up in the countryside, so it was a very different kind of my, – my kids' lives are very different to how I grew up. 
Um, a, a lot so. is happening. When, yeah. When you're yeah, yeah. Uh, my next question is, so um, your, your Leanway number 12 vodka here. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Please. I'm going to be jumping back and forth here. I, I just, I got, I, I got I the big filter. bottle here. I felt Ooh, bad sending oh, you guys. That's such a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. I but, think I think uh, Bell drank all of it, so we <laughs> we, we didn't even. Don't Hang on, wait. I did send you each your own songs. No, we did. We're just we're just kidding. We're just kidding. He he has it here, but we, he does. Our, our okay. little our little inside joke is, uh, you know, anything that comes uh, comes his way, he just we we never see it. So uh, yeah. so. But that's but that's that's another another different story here. My question for you is this: uh, the number twelve vodka here. Yeah, it says um, maple sap. Yes. Um, as well as the water. Yes. Yeah, Can so, you explain that? Okay, so this was really interesting. Um, we have some great vodkas. There's a lot of vodka on the market, and we had developed the gins and then there was real question were we going to develop a vodka and both Regan and I are really passionate you know I just don't want to put out a vodka there there's got to be something different about it that would make it unique and so what we did was we were already working with an organic maple uh, sap farmer um, and using their maple syrup their dark maple syrup in our ever gin and he was talking to us about the byproducts of it. And there's this amazing water after you do reverse obnosis to remove the sap, this water, and he literally just puts it back into the ground. And I was like, but it's water. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, can we test it? Can we try it? So we were drinking it, trying it. And it's the water, the sap has been removed to make maple syrup. And then we take that water and we take it from the maple trees. We have about four weeks um, to hit the right flow that we're looking for coming out of the trees. Um, we fill up tokes and then we freeze it to keep the water fresh because we can only buy it one time in, in the year. So we have um, flash frozen it um, and we have a lot of totes. <laughs> Because I, I always dream big, so <laughs> go big or go home. Um, and we have them all frozen. And what we do is we take the water out of the freezers and the tokes, and then we um, defrost, and that dilutes our alcohol, which because our alcohol comes out at around 96. So you dilute it down to the level you want. And we are at 43.5. So... There's no taste of maple, but there's definitely a softness and earthiness to the water that we're using because it's coming from the trees. B, how crazy is that? Like master distillers here, like who would have thought <laughs> you you would get that from it turns into water? Like I would never have thought about that. I just you just think you're, you know, you're generic, like distill it, you know, heat it up, cool it down kind of deal. Where you go, right? Like, but this is this is remarkable. Like, uh, like so, so who who like how can you say? Which are you like? How long does it craft to the final product? How long did it take you guys to put something together like this? Or was oh. it more of just a lot of trial and error, and just you know, you guys just hit a home run eventually? Oh, home runs! Oh, if only it was that easy. 
Um, so with the vodka, it was, um, I think it's because we were, we'd already, the vodka was the last one. So we'd already spent so much time working on distilling the process of distilling and how we distilled. Um, we, um, steep our botanicals for four days before we even distill them. They're distilled. Um, and we started doing it in my garage in the laneway while the kids were playing <laughs> between picking up mummies. We're in the garage <laughs> doing distilling. And now I didn't really think anything of it. Um, because where's your mom? She's, uh, she's making some alcohol. In the yeah. And my daughter's really good <laughs> at, um, supporting our company in the playground. My mom makes gin <laughs> is normally her first intro to anyone in the playground. And it's called Laneway Distillers. Have you tried it? It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, Regan and I, um, the co-founder are, are incredibly good friends. We have, um, her son is about six months younger than my eldest son. Um, they're into computer games, the same likes. Um, Regan and I had both run our own companies and we really wanted to make a product and she's, a foodie beyond foodie and I'm a gin drinker beyond gin drinking. <laughs> um, so when I moved to Canada, I, I came, I, I grew up very close to a city called Plymouth where Plymouth gin is from. And I remember I grew up with my mother drinking Bombay Sapphire, which is the first contemporary gin on the market. It's now the fifth best selling gin in the world. Um, and when I got to Canada, there just wasn't something that screamed Canadian to me. And we have such this amazing variety of botanicals and plants and countryside and lakes and water and snow. And I mean, we're, a, we're the full package of seasons, um, which I always find extraordinary when you come, when you're born into an island of dampness, having some big seasons is really quite special. Um, and that's when we just started. We started working with a supplier who gave us over a hundred different botanicals. And it was just about finding the right matches and connections, um, and what worked. And it was just, um, a heck of a lot of balancing of flavors and understanding how those flavors work. Because after you've done gin, gin is then mixed with tonic. So then you have to think, well, which tonic will be the best match for your gin? So. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of, do you guys have the minis? Because we can taste them together if you've got them. So we, we don't have it here. Uh, Bell okay. has it. We have it at the studio. So Bell has it. That's We're definitely going to do a review as well. So because I'm sitting here ready. I've got nah. my glasses. Yeah. And I've got my ice and my water because I, I emailed Bell to say, Hey, if we do a tasting, you, you drink it. Initially, you'll take a sip. And it's straight and you take it and you, you really feel the power of the alcohol. And then what you do is you just add a little water, little ice to bring down the temperature. And then you get the lighter tones and notes of the botanicals. And I guess that's why I'm a gin lover because there's, it's got flavor and you've got such an array of different flavors, but they are, can only be called a gin if you have juniper in it. Juniper, that's right. Yeah. So you yeah. need yeah. juniper. But then your junipers come from all over the world. So if you're not mixing your junipers, you can actually get a juniper profile within your gins too. 
And I think that's why certainly craft gins are taking off because people are realizing that there are some amazing gins, Bombay Sapphire, Beef Eater. I mean, there's, there's a reason why they're Beef Eaters, I think, the second best-selling gin in the world because it's a great Is price it really point. Beef Eater? It's cheap. It's great price oh, point. It's cheap, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. bars can make a lot of – they can mark it up. And if you're mixing it, you don't need those subtleties, right, within right, the gin right. if you put it into a cocktail. So one of the gins we do, which is this I think gem, I think as a joke, I think as a joke, you should email Bell and be like, hey, I'm very upset. You didn't give everyone <laughs> he'll, samples. He'll um, <laughs> you, ruined, you ruined the segment of the interview. He will faint. He will <laughs> – he will send you a long paragraph, a video. He'll send everything. He'll, you won't fly there. Just I don't. I don't. I don't need to do any of that because you guys are going to be like, "Why the <laughs> well, hell don't we have our gin?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one here is our Laneway number thirty-three. Um, we sell this for ninety-eight dollars a bottle. It's a sipping gin, so it has over thirty-three botanicals. Um, yeah, it's finished in gold. And last Christmas, we actually did a um, 24-carat gold bottle and sold it. Yeah, I think it was the most expensive – it was certainly the most expensive gin in Canada, if not the world. No one else had done it. Um, But we worked with two artisans, one uh, both here in Ontario. Um, The glass is really hard to plate in 24-carat gold. Didn't know that at the time. It took us seven months and a lot of bottles to get right. Um, but we worked with a great guy, Kyle. Uh, he said it was very different from doing the um, car rims that he normally does. <laughs> I love them. But, you know. Because I love the passion, too. It's just because everything you're talking about and all, like, even the bottle and going through the process of it and you mentioning kind of all the small things and the intricacies about gin itself. Like, Nick's, like, for example, Nick's. Nick, you've loved gin for a long, long time, right? Like you're a gin drinker. I live in, oh. I live in So it's pretty cool yeah, to have someone dungeon. on that's so, you know, knowledgeable about it, but you can also tell you're so, you're so, like you're, you're really about it, right? So it's pretty cool to see someone who owns a, you know, runs a brand like that. So I just had um, also a question about um, uh, just the founding, because obviously that's a huge thing is when you mentioned at the top that it was as far as you guys know, um, the only female founded, funded, and run spirits company um, in the country is like, does that not kind of mind blowing? It's kind of like, um, or not really. Yeah, it, it's, uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess both Regan and I, hit, we put our money where our mouth is, right? We put it literally into the gin. you don't get it any more clearer than that we put everything into it there's no there are no um you know it's us it's it's us and um it's a really scary place to be because it is us um and we don't have it's not like uh there's you know some big friendly investors or bankers and we have been approached by a finance company and the we just really wanted to keep the integrity and passion 
and to know the supply chain, to know where all my suppliers are, to know the label details to the degree that we do right down to the paper and, and the first load that didn't work. And gosh, we cried over that, something horrific, you know, and the lessons of, you know, over buying botanicals and then you find out you can't use, you could use them if you wanted, but really you're like, nope, they, they just don't taste the same. They haven't been stored correctly and you literally have to make burn it on a fire. Like there's no, there's no point keeping it. Um, and you're constantly learning. And I think with everything that you do, if you're not genuinely passionate about your product, it doesn't make it special. You can't connect to it. You can't get people to connect to it. And Laneway isn't about, um, it's a brand. It's not about an individual. I'm not trying to pretend like to give you this lifestyle where you're, you know, you drink laneway and you're going to have a Ferrari car. No, you drink laneway and you go on your own journey of flavor. And we want it to invoke memories, happy, sad, take you on your own personal journey. Um, because we wanted it to be all inclusive of anyone and everyone. Um, and I think there are a lot of spirits brands and they're very, exclusive um you see you know some of them will come out and it's all about girls in bikinis or yeah you know on a beach and you're like well how does that relate to someone who's thousands of miles from a beach and crashing waves and maybe connects in a different way to alcohol or the experience and flavors that they're tasting through that alcohol um and it and i always say our product is not for everyone. And as a woman, not everyone can afford a Chanel handbag, but that's okay. Uh, you can buy them a Chanel lipstick anytime you want. I've got something for everyone. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's like, just cause it's very believable. Like you, the passion that you have, just like what B said, the passion and, and, and you believe in your product is, I think that's the most important thing. How much you believe it, how much you can back it up. And, uh, like I'm convinced already, to be honest with you. I'm gonna drop. Yeah, I want. I'm literally well, gonna, I was gonna drop. Ask <laughs> if you put the application, like no more Heyman's, like no more Heyman's London Gin, like none, no more Easy Tangerays or you know Empress. I'm cutting. I'm literally gonna grab it and just throw it all in the bin, man. I'm gonna don't, try Laneway. No, no, man. You know, everyone's got their own flavor palette, and you know, Empress. Oh, it's a fantastic fun gin. It changes color. Come on. You know, there's this, you know, it's not, again, it's about, you know, who you're drinking it with. So, um, this. See, but for me, for me, what I like to do is if I, let's say I have some sort of event happening or if I have people coming over, I always want to show something that no one's had before. And that, that's for me, that's the better experience. Because if I just bring like a you know an empress or something big, I've had this. Yeah, you should try you know yeah, on yeah. the rocks. I've had Especially. this already. But if I tell people you know, hey, you need to try this that that you know that gold bottle that you have. Check this bottle <laughs> it's out. Pretty, Let's give it a try. This is this is definitely the. I, I'm not gonna lie. I love bling. I don't think yeah, you can have too beautiful. much bling. And so we had. I I was really. Um, persistent on bling and maple leaves 
I think Canada is an amazing brand. I think it's recognized all over the world. Um, and it's a very safe, high quality brand. And that's what I grew up thinking about Canada um, was this highly educated, well-informed country that was doing its best, uh, balancing act between crazy what was happening in America and the Commonwealth. And it was all these people and it was a mosaic of just everyone doing the best. And when we used to come and see family here, you know, some of them were speaking French, some of them were speaking English. It was all this kind of mix. And it was, it was kind of fascinating for me because I grew up on the edge of Dartmoor near Plymouth. We didn't have that. And so, yeah, I'm a great believer. What, what county is Plymouth? So what Plymouth is, is in Devon. Devon. Okay. Yeah, so like so in the foot like in the south, of right? England. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so my mom was from Montreal and uh, dad is, was English and I grew up in Devon and now I live here. I'd, I've spent my life flying backwards and forward to um, Quebec, but uh, yeah, we're now in Montreal uh, and now in Toronto rather than Montreal um, because I don't speak French. <laughs> yeah. Small, <laughs> small issue on language. <laughs> Um, but I was going to um, just show you this, which is Evergen. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.